Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Listen down, you little man. I'm not the one who's trying to change you. And if you come to understand, it'll be okay. Yeah, you need to change it. You need to change it now. I'm not the one who's trying to feed. I'm not the one who's trying to feed or Come to understand it'll be okay here. You need to change it. You need to change it. So listen down, you little man. I'm not the one who's trying to change you. And if you come to understand it'll be okay here. You need to change it. You need to change it now. I'm not the one who's trying to be. I'm not the one.
War Wrestling Authority Radio with your host, Chaotic Katie, the Dean of Wrestling Referees, Steve Kane, and Sadistic Sean Davis. Lock and load wrestling fans, it's time for War! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Evolution Radio Network. It is another Thursday night, and it means that it is time for Rampage Rampage Productions to proudly present to you Wrestling Authority Radio Live. I am one of the founding members here of the Evolution Radio Network. My name is Statistic Sean David. I am, as always, joined by my co-host. The one, the only, Sultan of Slither, I am Sin. Hmm, and me. <laughs> you know who I am, folks. The reason why this show will never be a bag of dicks, Chaotic Katie. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight we bring you a brand new concept that was birthed out of the creation of Sin and I taking a road trip a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. down to meet the fabulous Medusa. Oh, that was such an exhilarating oh, yeah. experience. Um, Katie, I will get with you later uh, after the program to get your address. I'm going to try to get that out next week. Um, okay. To you. Um, so, yeah. with that being said, tonight, Wrestling Authority Radio brings to you Tales from the Indies. This is a newer concept where we will be taking a look at independent wrestling promotions from all over the globe and letting them tell their story. Tonight, for the first time ever, we will be joined by Wicked Wrestling Alliance co-founder Nick Logan to tell his story exclusively live on this program about the creation of the Wicked Wrestling Alliance. We will also be joined at some point by a main driving force of the WWA, Mel Storm, and uh, I have sent this uh, link to some former Wicked talent, so we don't know who's going to call in here on this program tonight. Now, before we get started with Tales from the Indies, we do have to address two major elephants in the room, and we will get back to this portion of the show later on. But I do want to update everybody with the breaking news uh, regarding some things that are being... First things first, we know that Triple H, ever since taking control of the WWE in the creative lane, has done everything in his possible power to get men and women back that Vince McMahon did not see the betterment of having on his roster back to the fold in WWE. Now, we have seen the return of Johnny Wrestling, Johnny Gargano. We have seen the return of Karrion Cross. We have seen just so many people come back to the WWE. Are you ready for this one? Because I think I am. There is a man that has been out of the WWE now for over a year. A man that I actually, when I was setting up the West Dundee event, he is who I wanted on the initial West Dundee event that was supposed to happen in 2021, uh, December of 2021, excuse me. I was told that he was not accepting independent bookings, but then he showed up in Wisconsin on David Hero's Blizzard Brawl, 
none other than the man that will make you get these hands. None other than Braun Strowman is going Ooh. back to the WWE. He will be on Monday Night Raw from Missouri. Big re-signing. Something that uh, uh, <clears throat> I'm not a super Braun Strowman fan. Uh, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. I, I, I love him as a worker. You know, I think he, he's a great big man in the ring. I like his yeah. work. I, I just wish at some point they could have got him maybe something better to work with. It always felt like, I don't know, they didn't give him good angles. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think he, like I he, think, and, and uh, you know, disagree with me if you'd like to, but I think he has all the makings of a former, of a, uh, uh, future WWE champion. Tongue tied myself here already. Yeah, I do too. I think he's got the in ring skills. He's got to get him in there with the right guys and the right angles. So then we'll be good. What do you think, Katie? What do I think? Well, yeah. it's, it's, it's always the same people that are getting a chance in the ring with Brock Lesnar. There are so many talented individuals within the ranking of the WWE. I don't understand why they're not being used. There's plenty. Well, Braun did work plenty. Brock once. Yeah. I know for sure because they had that spot where, where, like, Braun hit him kind of hard, and yeah. you see Brock elbow him back in the face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, just, I, I just remember that pay-per-view spot on that match because I was like, damn, he hit him. Uh, Quick little news updates And then we are going to get to the main premise Of tonight's program The Velveteen Dream's dream Of returning to WWE Is uh, pretty much ended That boy cannot stay out of trouble He has been arrested on drug paraphernalia charges Oh, for fuck's sake Okay, since marijuana is not considered a drug Within or, or out of the WWE What kind of drug paraphernalia is it? I will, I will pull up the uh, link here. Let me get it. Ooh. I'm a big fan of Velveteen Dream, but you're right. The boy can't stay out of trouble. He's he's almost in as much trouble all the time, like Jeff Hardy. Okay. It does not oh, list. Um, you know, you got to be careful about this, folks. Uh, the thing about it is this: federal wise, the federal government here in the United States of America is still considered. Marijuana in the same class as the cocaine or a crystal meth. Um, so, yeah. The other the thing, thing that we have... Go ahead, Katie. Here, here, here it's just weed, okay? As long as, as you're traveling within... I don't know as long as you're traveling within Canada if you're allowed to carry or not. But, again, <clears throat> if, if a whole country is allowing you access to marijuana, it's legal. You don't need to bring your own, get some when you get there. Correct. I agree with you there. Whether it be from a dispensary or whether it be from a dealer, who gives a shit? You're going to get high within Canada. (laughs) Anyway. All right. Other breaking news. That's the new national anthem, right? We're going to get high in Canada. Yeah. Ladies and and gentlemen, we know that there have been counterfeit WWE toy makers and, and WWE uh-huh. product makers 
for a very long yeah. time. But Amazon and the WWE have teamed up, and they are now suing 13 different championship belt counterfeiters. Oh, no. Oh, 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 oh man. That's, that's quite a bit. Yeah, that's, 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 that's a lot. <laughs> Would hate to be in their realm of work right about now. Um, Two little more pieces of news, and we're going to get going here. Um, Now, remember that everybody said that uh, Triple H was going to buy out all the AEW contracts that he could. He doesn't have that ability. No. But here's what's happening. He's been approaching their tail end, I thought, though. Or Khan accused them of it. There, what Tony Khan made his assistant uh, send out something to WWE to s- tell them to stop interfering with their talent because offers have been made. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing, though. Um, ooh, I'm gonna have to have mom bring you some of that once we get started with Nick. Um, well, to a, need some of what? What do you need? Kale pectate. My my stomach is like I had pizza for lunch and it's just not. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not sitting well. You can't fart? No, no honey. I'm, my stomach's upset. <laughs> I'm drinking ginger ale. I just want to make sure it settles. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Burp, burp. <laughs> well, something is going to happen one way or another. Something. Anyway, yeah. Bobby Fish <laughs> is reportedly on his way out of AEW. Oh, what this man. Mean? They've treated the whole Undisputed Era like crap. And you know who the other two are going to be to join him? I don't know that Adam Cole will do it because of his marriage with Britt Baker or his, uh, you know, thereof. Um, But I can say this. If Bobby Fish is going, I'd expect Kyle O'Reilly to leave AEW. Hmm. And once that door opens of talent that has come back come from the land uh, up north down to Florida. Once they start going back and and these deals are approved, there will be more people, I would assume, that are going to be willing to go back and work for Triple H. Oh, yeah. Not good. That's not necessarily bad. It depends. Yeah, it does. It's it's all the booking. I mean, honestly, guys, hasn't WWE been better since SummerSlam than it's been in, like, years. I mean, their weekly show at least has been better, I think. I feel. Yeah. Uh, did I send you guys that riddle thing that happened on Raw? Mm. I don't think you he did. Said, no, oh, you didn't send I would have remembered, honey. What, what happened was basically basically what happened was they were doing the back and forth between Riddle and Seth Rollins, and they were in separate parts of, you know, the venue. You know what I mean? So Randy makes the comment. He calls him by his full real name, Matt Riddle, and he makes the comment about his wife leaving him and taking his kid. And then they let Riddle actually drop, like, four or five F-bombs, cussing at him, asking him where he is and saying he's going to F him up. Is that the thing that you sent first thing today? Yeah, that and I said, hey, if yeah. you have Twitter, watch this. Yeah. yeah. I don't have Twitter. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just, no, I, I saw it on Twitter and I didn't sorry. know how else to link it. 
But yeah, well, it's actually it. pretty crazy. Yeah. All right. Uh, a couple little other news things here. Obviously, the big news came on AEW last night. Punk is oh, going my. to face um, Moxley for the belt, and Ace Steel was fined for an F-bomb after AEW was told by the network to loosen up the language. Well, yeah. how many F-bombs were there on the show? Just one? They're making progress. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I, that's Those less than what was on Raw this week. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's pretty open and known that they use the word shit quite often. They're allowed to as much as they want. It's Canadian television, it, it's, it's a thing. You're allowed to use the word shit as well. But to use an F-bomb on national television, um, it's a naughty no-no. We're, not, we're allowed to say ass and we're allowed to say hole, but we're not allowed to say asshole. So why would you be able to say fuck? Wait, so you, oh. can't, say, you can't say F that a-hole? No, you can't say fuck that asshole. No, oh. you can't. Oh, you're breaking your quota. Now I have to use less <laughs> F-bombs. Damn it. You're taking up some of mine. I just you know, All I right. used my two F I just used up my two F bombs, okay? I can't use any more, but I love this more anymore. No more. <laughs> we okay. will be going back to our AEW all out preview uh later in the program and we will also be giving you our WWE Clash at the Castle preview. So I think I think everybody knows what time it is now. Time is it? We are going to go to the next segment. The next segment. Time with it, Mr. Wolf. I feel so good. I feel so numb. Yeah. guests to go to Tales from the Indies. We are going to get an update from Finn, you want to say it? Do I want to say it? Say what? I, I want to say who we're going to have, who, who's on Tales. Say it. Well, we'll, well, we'll get to that once he's ready, but we have a caller ca- calling in to give us an update. He is our Oh, is it crime fighter? Yes, it oh, is. It's crime. it's crime time. Guy Potter, welcome to the program tonight. 
Hey, buddy. Hello. What's going on? How's it going, eh? Yeah, you broke up there. We could not make out any of that. I heard. You're not there feeling you go. good, and you need a substitute host. Oh, yeah. You're good now. Um, no, sometimes that happens. Hold a second. And if you needed a substitute host, honey, we have two here that could substitute. And then after after us, you come third. How's that? <laughs> Love you. Oh. It was Jeff, but you know. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Anyways, what do you got for me, Crimey? Uh, let's see. Hmm. Obviously, the last... Gosh. Well, we passed the weekend. Last weekend, mm-hmm. I did a double better. I don't want to do another Ooh. one anytime soon. It is a term <laughs> of holding a wrestling show. Yeah. It was a long day. Uh, Matt Cardona is coming to Springfield, Illinois on September the 10th, and it will be the Battle of the Toy Collectors, as Matt Cardona, who's always ready, will be taking on the man who who is known in the toy world as Pixel Dan and is a contributing author to a on the Masters of the Universe toys. Those who collect those collects uh, toys from that universe, and current reigning pinball wrestling regional heavyweight champion, the Spotlight Spencer Powers. Tickets now on sale. Wow! And go Ooh. to uh, Facebook.com/slash PWA Springfield. Good stuff. Good stuff. Looking forward to it. Man, that's a haul so for I- me. I have to plan those ahead. <laughs> yeah, I need I need a passport. Sorry, boy. <laughs> now I haven't been on the show for how many weeks now? At least a uh, month. Yeah, a probably three or four. I regret to inform everybody that I no longer have my Gamer of the Year championship belt. Oh. So who? But I'm you? going to have to win another championship somewhere down the line. Um, I have released a schedule of events for the month of September that is now on my site, stlwrestling.livejournal.com. As for this particular Labor Day weekend, the only only a couple of shows happening, uh, Pro Wrestling Epic is running on the 3rd, and that will be down in uh, Columbia, Illinois at the American Legion Post. And... WWE is going to have Raw in Kansas City on Friday. So that's pretty much it. Um, now we're going to take a turn for the wrong... I'm going to cover a legal case I've been following, which we covered a few weeks ago. Um, the man who's known as Yoder is due in court tomorrow for a preliminary hearing, and we're going to find out if uh, if there is a case because he was accused of uh, a couple of uh, very serious crimes, and he has proclaimed his innocence. We're going to see if uh, this case moves to trial or not uh, tomorrow. 
really, it's been a slow news day locally. Oh, yeah, we had the NWA uh, come to St. Louis over the weekend. Cardona did wrestle. He did lose. So he's back in action. His injury has healed. He's apparently fully 100%. And probably a lot better off than CM Punk was when he, uh, he made his return to the ring and got the most by John Moxley. Um, mm, let's see. Was there any title changes from the NWA? I don't believe there were other than... Well, no, the tag titles were, new tag titles were, champions were crowned. La Rebellion was, uh, won the titles, which were vacant. They also crowned um, Jake Bradley and Wrecking Ball Legurski won the reestablished NWA United States tag titles. Uh, Trevor Murdoch is still the NWA World Heavyweight Champion, as is Camille Kane. And that's about all I got. Okay. For now. All right. Well, we will uh, leave you on. We are going to now go to our next segment. Thank you, Crime Fighter. Tales from the Indies. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome at this time a man I have not spoke to in a very long time. Sin, would you like to introduce this man? This man is one of the OG original backers and part of Wicked Wrestling Alliance. It was awesome to reconnect with him, and I can't wait to talk to him on this show, Mr. Nick Logan. Nick, welcome to the program. Thanks for coming Hey, what's going on? Thanks for having me. What's going on with you? (laughs) I am currently... Filling out paperwork at work. Oh, fun. Oh, bliss. Oh, joy. Fun, bliss, joy. It's all good. (laughs) Darlin. So, first and foremost, Rage, I want you to, I want to thank you for messaging my fiance on Grindr and saying how sexy he was. Made me feel good that day. Last time we were in the cell. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> but, oh, God. I, you know what? I'm going to say this without Nick. I like you. <laughs> uh, you may want to reserve that judgment. Oh, Jesus. Well, we'll see. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah. So, where do um, we start? We... So, where well, do we start? Where do we start? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Tales from the Indies kind of begins. On, uh, well, let's have this this man that was a part of this company that I got my start with, and we'll get into that just a little later. Let's have Nick tell you his story of how he was a wrestling fan, local promotions he may have attended, and uh, uh, kind of when he decided that, you know, maybe promoting wrestling would be something he'd like to do. Give us that backstory, Nick, if you would. Oh, God. Oh, uh... Okay, that's a lot of backstory. Um, well, let's see here. Uh, see, I was one of the few that was a WCW fan up until it ended, and then I changed the channel to WWF. So, yeah. uh, so that was that was me. I was one of the like, and Beans would always give me shit, and be like, "Fuck WCW, WWF is better, yo." <laughs> yeah, but we're back. We also, we, we also had may not have been wrong. Just we had we had T at the time. We did have TNT Nitro, 
at that time. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, no, so um, <laughs> when I was in high school, what was it? I learned of powerhouse championship wrestling based out of Spring Valley when Beans was running Dragon's Lair. Dragon's Lair, correct. I had a store, Dragon's Lair, and they were running events in the same building for Powerhouse. You, you were like, because you were like, oh, there's a ring back there. I'm going to practice. I'm like, what? Yeah. I'm like, okay, cool. Yes, I've done, I've done a lot of things in that ring. <laughs> yeah. I heard you pounded your wife in there. Yeah, maybe. Huh? That, that could, that's, that, uh, well, it wasn't my ring. At any rate, so I started going to shows. I started going to, there was a show in kind of high school, maybe later on in the month or something. Yeah, we did a lot of high schools. Before they started running regularly out of uh, that shithole building that got torn down. Yeah. Um, uh, it anyway. did not get torn down. It's still up. Is it? Oh, is it? Oh, shit. I got yeah, it. It's like still... I got torn down. No, that no. is still Wait, building. Did remodel it then? Uh, if you want to call that a remodel. <laughs> yeah, it's, pretty, it's, pretty, it's not great. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. about when I got uh, away from that company was around that era. But, yeah, I agree. Things were better before that. But go ahead. Uh, so, yeah, I was still in high school. So I was... My friend Mike Loger and I, uh, who Mike Loger Angus gave a beer to on his birthday at uh, is the October we, show, so it would have been Devil's Night. Yeah. Oh my God, Mike still talks about that. He's like, it's the greatest birthday present ever. <laughs> um, but going back, uh, we'd go to the shows, and honestly, like nowadays, I don't even know if I remember much of the shows, but we hit every fucking single one of them even when I moved to Streeter. And then when I moved to Streeter, I started helping Tim Lyle at the shows, taking money for, like, you know, the event, whatever that's called, cashier or whatever the fuck. And then oh, I got a ticket. Yeah. I got, I got a speeding ticket on the way. Yeah. Oh. Oh, money takers come die. Fucking talk to me. Uh, give me, give, give, give me two seconds. Sorry. Yeah. All wow. right, we'll be back. Because right. he's at work. Um, ladies and gentlemen, again, this is <laughs> one of the founding members of the Wicked Wrestling Alliance, Nick Logan. Wow, uh, members. Just what? got engaged. Uh, congratulations on that. I know he's not hearing this, so congratulate him again. Um, I but, hear what uh, now? What's going on? I said congratulations on your engagement. <laughs> oh, thank you. We don't have the uh, date yet, but we, we we need to wait on a name change and a top surgery, and then we're going to have it at my mom's farm a probably a surgery? In, in October next year or the year after. Wow, Excellent. cool. I will make the trip for that. Mm, hell yeah. Uh, anyway, so – Started doing. I got a ticket on the way to one of the shows. That that sucked. Um, but uh, and then I started doing his website, and I was saving to have him trade me uh, in refing. 
And then he all of a sudden didn't tell me I wasn't doing his website anymore. So that basically ended that. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, well, I'll go do other things. And I think at that time, RCW was about to open. I think I saw stuff advertised. They had a fucking, what was it called, WordPress? No. Um, Cafe Press website, and I got a shirt. And I was the only one at the opening show with a shirt. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was there. I was there with who? What it was Beans, Mook, me? Who else was there? Rage, were you there? Yes, I was. You had to be. Talon, uh, Talon was there. Who was he dating at the time? He was dating uh, Raven at the time. Not the guy Raven. Raven, his girlfriend at the time, that she likes to call herself. Um, so it was me and Raven, and my stepbrother ended up going. I mean, there were a bunch of us that went to the very first RCW show, and we have not. Uh, divulged a lot of that history. I want to remind everybody that the very first RCW show was slated to have Josh Matthews. Josh Matthews yeah. is who they were going to bank on. And, oh, and yeah, from Tough Enough, right? Yes, yes. Um, however, I forgot about that. Something happened with Josh Matthews. He didn't want to do it. And I think this is what really made that first RCW show so special uh, because there were rumor and innuendo going around this area at the time that Tim was trying to land uh, the Legion of Doom, a.k.a. the Road Warriors. But RCW I know beat some back story about that. RCW beat him to the punch. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. That reason being that they were willing to pay him what the Road Warriors were asking. and Tim was trying to pay him half of what they were asking. That's what happened Not- there. Not good. Um, I believe that that first RCW show was so special because, look, at most of us around here at that, the, that first night, we had no idea who the guy, the double M was. It was supposed to be Chuck Smooth versus uh, uh, Road Warrior Hawk. But Smooth came in injured on that event. So it ended up being in the main event, double M, Magnificent wow. Mike, one-on-one with Road Warrior Hawk. And before the end of that program, before the end of that event that night, two things happened. One, you were so enthralled, and they did a, such a good job with a quality product that people were, by the time intermission came on on that event, people were already talking about the next one. Because if you went into the uh, a venue that WWA would run later on, if you went to the, the men's journal, while you're taking a piss, you're looking at the sign for the next event. Yep. It was, it was genius. The other thing was this. They did a very good job storytelling-wise from that very first event, and and we'll give credit to where it's due on Kurt Razzo for that. But you knew at the end of the first event who Double M was, and you hated the guy. You hated him. You know what I remember from that show? Go ahead. I remember from that show because there were were discussions of bringing me in at different times with, with that company at that time. Um. But uh, I ran into Machine for the first time. It was the first time I met Prater was at yep. that show because we were in the bathroom together talking about stuff. You know, yeah, you know, talking with your hands. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> well, I was using the restroom. But... See? Good. Steve, what a good boy. Good man. Yeah. I go potty in the urinals. I'm a big boy. He's a big boy now. He's a big boy now. He passed the pull-up stage. We're so proud of him. Yes, we are. 
<laughs> yep, all those years in tights and pull-ups, that was rough. Yeah. <laughs> and that's your own fault. <laughs> so, Nick, where, where, where you were saying you uh, that show after that show? Yeah, so we're we're at that show, and honestly, like the only thing I remember from that show is when when it was Hawk, right? Right. Yes. Yeah. Animal. Yeah. yeah. Hawk. Yeah. Uh, Hawk took Mook's sign that said "Use my sign," but then he never used it, and I was so fucking mad at him for not using the fucking sign. Yeah. And I was like, "What the fuck?" Yes. <laughs> Never used the sign of the match. I was disappointed. But so I thought it was a great, fantastic show. I was like all about supporting them. Can we can we can we take a side note and say it started off great and ended with stapling gay porn on people's foreheads? That's uh, uh, are, are you serious? Uh, well, I mean, it did. Uh, that's not how it ended. But I remember because I was I was with RCW start to finish. Same way I was with Wicked. I missed one or two Wicked well, events. It, it it did happen oh, though. God. That's a little. Oh my god. Look at that. I was in, I was enjoying it, and then uh, and then Kurt Razzo was like, "Yeah, I'm not coming to Mind Games anymore because Steve Freeman said I can't." Because he's backing RCW, so now I can't hang out with you guys. And I'm like, wow, that's dickish. I have to be. So I, I stopped supporting RCW, and I remember I was at Mind Games, and I was, I was, I was just testing the waters. I'm like, oh, I heard there's uh, another uh, company coming to town, and Beans was like, what do you, are you, uh, are you gonna make it? And I was like, I was thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> Because because I was thinking about it at the same time. It was something I was going to ask Razzo about right before RCW started. Um, and I, I it just ended up being bad timing. <laughs> but Razzo ended up being part of uh, Wicked very early on. So, I mean, that yeah. worked out well. Yeah, we, we reconnected, and he was in there for... Devil's Night, I think, which was no. The, he was at the very first event. Champ one. No, was he, he first, was at the very it? first. He was at the very first event. Oh, was he? Oh, you know yeah. what? Probably through planning and stuff, because he ended up reaching out to us or something, because he he quit RCW, which uh, I don't really blame him on that one. Yeah, but, he just uh, wanted out. He just wanted out of the situation. Sounds like it. Sounds like it. Completely understand. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and then, oh, God. Um, so from there, I think we just started planning. We, we, it was named after the Just Got Wicked song, I think. Which, yeah, which or one? Or wicked. Yeah, Wicked Wrestling yeah. Rights was named, named after the song Just Got Wicked by Cold. Yes. Yep. And that and was now, not popular, and I'm like, I listened to them before they were popular. Now, now I will uh, give everybody the backstory on how I met these two individuals. So I remember my brother was on his way out of RCW. He just felt that what they had done to Kurt was wrong. He's like, I understand you're going to stay. Um, and I did. I, I wanted to remain loyal to both. I remember. Oh, I remember the, how I met your brother. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I re- listen, listen. 
as as one of the co-hosts and founding members of this show, you can interrupt him anytime you like because he interrupts me all the time. So it's good that somebody <laughs> interrupts him. Do it. Do it. And do it at length. Do it at length. Uh, Don't let him talk. <laughs> but so I remember. How did you meet Talon? Hold on, hold on. Just one quick break. I, I hate to veer <laughs> off, but now I got to know. How did you meet Talon? So I walked over to the Clark station next to Mind Games, and he was all like, Nick Logan. And I'm like, who the fuck are you? Because <laughs> he was working there, and he goes, I'm Talon. And I'm like, oh, what's up? Can I buy this soda? <laughs> and then we well, just started let's talking to the wrestling that. business is big in. <laughs> You okay over there? Do you need a uh, She might need another joint. Um, I remember I'm first the, meeting. Dude, I'm in the middle of a joint. Get, get yourself corrected right now. Don't choke on it while you're men in hail. <laughs> no, you guys, are making, you guys are doing a very great service to me. I need to laugh. This is wonderful. Thank you. So I remember meeting Sin when I was about seven or eight years old. I think I've told this story multiple times, but I like to tell it. Uh, he was wrestling for Tim Lyle, and it, he, this was actually his first main event. It was Tim Lyle under the mask as Jason the Terrible against Sin in a casket match. It was the very first yeah. time I was ever allowed in a wrestling ring, and I knew from the moment that I stepped foot in that ring that I would do anything that I could to make that happen again. Um, so I met Nick and I met, uh, reconnected with beans through my brother and, uh, just being here one summer while my mom and dad had joint custody to be able, um, to, um, be a part of this organization because it's something that I wanted to do. Now, um, what Nick and, uh, Sin probably don't remember is when they booked the main event, I was very critical of their selection for the main event because at that time I didn't know a lot about the guy they were banking on to be in this main event but later down the line uh the man had a hand in helping train me and we'll get into that story here momentarily too um but the thing about it is this um their first main event they booked their first event was August 2003 LaSalle Illinois WWA presents Genocide Featuring the new effing show, Jerry Lynn. The man that he'd have to face that night was already a legend around here. And again, I rushed to judgment because I fully did not understand. I was still very new to the business at this point. The main event of WWA Genocide, Electric Eric Freedom, one-on-one with the whole effing show, Jerry Lynn. I want to step in a minute here because I want people to know... Like, how much Eric Freedom means to the Illinois Valley? Because after that show, he's out there meeting the fans, and there is this woman I'll never forget. She was crying so hard. Like, she missed him so much, and he was like, it's okay, I'm going to be back. You know, like, you know, like, people of the Illinois Valley love that motherfucker. Not that he fucked his mom, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, right. we know. We know. But yeah, and, he uh he he like he was one of the first guys I ever got in the ring with, you know, other than just training, working out a match, you know what I mean? Even though it was in a training sem- 
session, you know, just doing a match from start to end. Um, he was one of the guys I got to work in that match, and uh, I've worked him a million times since. He's magnificent being where he was. I actually sent uh, one of my friends up in Michigan to train with him. Uh, he went by Crazy at the time. I think he goes by James Dillinger now. Yeah. Uh, he trained uh, with Eric Freedom and Gary the Freak. Um, I'm probably not thinking of other names. <laughs> Nathan Grimley was part of that crew. Um, yeah, I mean, and, and Freedom, look, we all love Freedom to death. Freedom earned that spot. So uh, fast forwarding, other matches started to become announced for Wicked Wrestling Alliance. And one of the very first talents to jump on board on this. Now, his tenure with WWA did not last long, but this is a man that uh, uh, Finn's wife, Mel Storm, was very good friends with this man. I became very good friends with this man. I think Nick and him got along. I'm talking about the one and only uh, 2017 Icons of the Illinois Valley inductee, the one and only Jonas the Giant. Um, no, when I, got- I got stories about that guy. Oh boy, we all do. We all do. Uh, I like yeah. Come on do tell. Do tell. I had no issues with him. I enjoyed him in the ring. I had no issues with him until I did. That's a that's a story. That's the Princeton story at the Cadillac yes, Ranch. I'm, I'm aware of that. Dragged. When the ring got yes. dragged. Yeah. Do I get to, Do I get to hear? Do I get to hear the said story or what? Well, I think. Well, okay. So there's, I want to step back because there's a story from genocide I want to tell. Okay. Because uh, the, the the show ends, and I think it's funny Jerry Lynn forgot his 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 shoes in the fucking um, venue, so so he went he went to the bar with his boots on. But we get back to Beans's house, and Wild Child's like, "Hey, come out here, we'll we'll smoke out, and I'll you know tell you a joke." And I'm inside, and I don't hear the joke. Five minutes come come by, and Jerry Lynn comes back in the house, and he's like, can I get the last five minutes of my life back? <laughs> Apparently the joke was so fucking bad. He's just like, get me the fuck out away from this guy. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, think, I think after that, everybody went to the bar. And then I don't, who went to go get his shoes? I have no idea. I just remember Lynn just kept buying everybody drinks and bought dinner that night for like the whole he was like the nicest guy i remember before the show like i'd call him up and we'd go over things and we would just fucking talk for like 10 20 minutes about shit and it was he was just such a like i mean he'll never remember me but (laughs) he was a cool dude he's a very cool dude we we was originally we were working on a deal and i remember Originally, we were gonna we wanted to make him like champion for like six months or something. Yeah, yeah he I said remember that. that. Doing a six, like probably about a, a six show run as champion is what we were thinking. Yes. Yeah. Um, and it's a shame it never happened, but uh, yeah, like I guess because uh, I was like, cause I remember when he was all like, "Oh yeah, if you book me regularly, I'll give you this rate." And I'm like, "Ooh." Yeah, and then we we're like, maybe is this something we want to yeah. do. <laughs> So, and then my friend Mike Loger went up to the to the airport to get him and take him back, and 
He loved that. Like, that made us fucking... He, he, he loved it. He's like, I'll go get anybody from the airport whenever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, man, when I went to get Al Snow, we laughed our asses off. Oh, I bet. <clears throat> oh, Al's funny. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, the yeah. The only one that was as, as funny I... as Al was Madman Pondo. <laughs> oh. Well, speaking oh, of Al Snow, yeah. we'll, we'll give a quick, quick cheat plug here because I just happened to find out about this. This Saturday, the 3rd of September in Oregon, Illinois, we can go see Al Snow's comedy mm-hmm. tour. Oh, an hey, evening, yeah, yeah, an evening with Al Snow. I didn't know you were going to Oregon or, or no. Braidwood. Where's Braidwood? Um, He's got Illinois. two Illinois shows. So, yeah, he's got two shows in Illinois. I, I, there, oh, I another thing, two things I'd like to say. First off is at when there was the uh, Hell on Earth match, when Beans took the ass to the face. Yes. We talked about this. On the this, way out, on Child's way out, he was throwing chairs. Yeah, I, I guess remember one of those chairs hit the gentleman in the wheelchair that was with your trainer, Brian. I don't remember that guy's – he worked at the uh, the theater – Nice dude. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Joe. Joe is what's his so, name. Yeah. So one of the chairs hit him, and, like, so they approached me after the show to tell me, and I totally – I was so new to everything. I was like I, – I, and I just kind of said, you know, I apologized, and, like, I kind of left with that. But, like, it's been bugging me ever since. Like, I never went out and bitched at Wild Child or made Wild Child go and apologize for being a dick. So, like, if you guys are listening now, 20 years later, I'm sorry. <laughs> On the behalf well, we'll of everybody. We will get, we will get to uh, Devil's Night and the Hell on Earth match that came in November at Prophecy. Right now, we're going to go back and talk about that first event. We were talking about Jonas the Giant, and here's what I remember from the very first event. There was some great talent on that show uh, that worked for Wicked a handful of times and never was able to come back. The number one guy that Wicked really wanted to be a part of this company, and I think later on down the line had this gentleman been still a hardcore worker and and been able to get in the ring with the likes of Mephisto or Madman Pondo, we might have seen something special. But on the very first show for WWA, you saw a guy that came from the LWF by the name of Pledge Jones take on Jonas the Giant. Wow. Yeah, Pledge, Pledge, man, he busted his head open bad that match. And then, and, uh, then I he was at the bar the, afterwards. He didn't go to the hospital. I, well, yeah, I remember after the show, you said something about, like, extra money or something. And he was like, no, I got good insurance. We're cool. <laughs> yeah, I was going to give him a, a buff on his payday, dude. He got his head gashed. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? I wanted to you know? be right by the guy. You know. Mm-hmm. Other talent that was a part of that very first WWA event, people that we've become good friends with, a guy by the name of Angus McDuff, a guy uh, that I wish we could have seen more of in WWA. Julian the Warlock was a big fan of his. Yeah, I don't know what happened with Julian. Do you remember Nick? Was it was it a personal locker room choice? Because he, well, I know I don't try to remember who that is. Ring. <laughs> ring when I'm gonna be honest. It's been so long, and I haven't been following. Oh no, Julian stepped over the top rope. I remember because he was a pretty tall guy. 
He's the one that crawled out to the ring. What? He crawled out to the ring. Like, that was... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know who you're talking about. I don't don't know. I mean, maybe we just had too many um, darker kind of uh, characters in the company at that time. Because we were thinking about well, doing the three ring circus and stuff. Well, you were you were going to be doing your, yeah, like that version because you had what Natasha, eventually, part of that. Because I think it was you, Grin, and Natasha came out and beat the shit out of me. Because I remember I had bruises on my chest from Grin beating me in with uh, his foot. Laying um, <laughs> him in there like Matt Maverick. Yeah, I was in the corner, and he was like, oh, man, it was a blast. I was like, fuck yeah! <laughs> <laughs> and then, then you're like, I would not want to do this two or three times a week. <laughs> yeah, no way. No way. Well, oh, make, if, if you ever get in the ring again, I'll make sure to hit you hard, because you prefer it to be laid in there, obviously. Well, you yes. know, <laughs> I mean, it depends. Is there going to be chains and whips, too? No, dear God. Um, the very oh, first WWE. Bumped. I haven't huh? even bumped in like 20 years. So <laughs> I remember once we got that ring put up and you told Talon and I, because Finn was working and I think Mel was at home handling the kids, but you're like, go ahead and try to take a bump. And you told us how to do it, and both my brother and I tried to do it, and I smoked my head off that mat and I said, I don't ever want to do this again. <laughs> I don't. I don't remember. I don't remember that. I. I. I mean, I remember. It took me forever to fucking not land on my ass like a stone cold stunner and actually hit land on my back. And then because you're like, being yeah. like, man, you hit the mat so fucking hard, you're gonna make somebody look good. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, once you got all that force going back there under your shoulders, just the way the big boom the ring would give. Yeah. Well, the, the ring, the ring also had those two huge steel fucking pieces of uh, plating or whatever they were. Oh, yes, I forgot about the steel plating. Yeah. That would just make it fucking sound fucking vicious. Yep. Yep. I yes. forgot we had that plating. We didn't. We didn't keep that the whole time, but that plating really did give a good pop. Uh yes, it did. Well. Uh, my memory of the first event came tearing down the ring that night after the horrible incident with uh, Jonas. We're not going to talk ill of the dead, but I heard that metal beam hit the floor and uh, I just remember like going to Nick Logan, going to my brother, going to a couple other people being like, we're going to have a problem with that ring when we go to take it apart. No, it'll be fine. And wouldn't you know who won the pony? How's that pony doing, by the way? I, I just... Does the pony what? have a name? How's the pony? Is the pony yeah. okay? Yeah, the pony's name is the pony. Um, I, re- I remember that. Um, now, here's kind of where my story kind of begins with Wicked. Um... I had been doing setup, and it just so happened around the time that they were planning their second event, RCW had announced a training seminar with CM Punk that I was promised by Steve Freeman and some of the higher-ups in RCW to be able to do. And then the story that I was given that 
was that Punk didn't want to take a risk on somebody that young. And Nick Logan and uh, Sin found out about this. And Logan and I, this, this shows you how, what generation I'm from. We used to talk on AOL Messenger. Oh, wow. my God. I used to yeah. talk to Tweet Phoenix on that. See? Now you can officially say you're old. That's how I That's how I contacted, like, uh, Wild Child and Tweet Phoenix. I remember I contacted them on Messenger to come work for us. And I'm always, I was always saying that we never got Tweet Phoenix. I remember, remember normal Messenger, yeah, but not AOL. Because you're yeah. young. I'm 48. I'm not young. <laughs> oh. Well, oh, he says, oh. You live under a rock. But not long Anyway, you were, at, you were messaging me on something on AOL. Yes, and yeah. I remember going to remember Nick it. and Sin about this. Sin will be back momentarily. But I remember Nick kind of gauging my response to, well, what about training with us? It's like I didn't know that was an option. I, I like that had never even been considered. And more conversations yeah. were were had with Nick Logan and Sin and and Sin's wife. And uh, I'll, I, I'd like to let Nick tell this story because I know that Nick was not. Um, it's not that he was against it, but they. This was not. A lot of people over the years have looked at this as a money grant from Nick Logan and Sin and 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 Wicked. No, that's not what it was. I'll let Nick explain his reasons for wanting to train me and Sin's reasons for wanting to train me and Mel Storm if she does call in. So, so at the time, Beans and I were looking for a place to actually set up the ring full time and open a school. So it wasn't that far out of the realm. But my thing is, I don't want to get sued, <laughs> you know? So that was my – I had no issues. I just don't want to get sued. And, you know, nope. people are sue happy. And we weren't we weren't incorporated. We didn't have insurance. Like, it was very uh, – we could have done better at the time, <laughs> you know? Yeah, we should have done better at the time, exactly. I wouldn't run a show like we ran that first show. Now, for sure. Yeah. Uh, so I had no issues with it. It was just like, I'm afraid of getting sued. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we, I think you had, a, you had a, a leg or foot problem at the time or something. Still and that, that probably made me nervous, too. But, yeah, again, it was just more of, uh, I don't want to, you know, be paying off lawsuits for the rest of my life absolutely not uh sin why don't you explain because you haven't been able to really state your reasons for wanting to to, uh um train me um i don't know you just really wanted it i I could tell you just really wanted it and i felt like everybody was crapping on you and not giving you a chance um that's something uh, so, I gotta yeah. say is if nothing else, you were dedicated to fucking helping out and putting up flyers and putting in the ring and putting in the work, you know, the work. So it's obvious that you know you would have been dedicated, you know, and obviously you were because things work out in the end. But yes, all right. Well, we will bring another founding member into this, ladies and gentlemen. Please, at this time, welcome our good old friend Mel Storm to the program. 
Now the show's really not a bag of dicks. <laughs> Mel will not let the show be a bag of dicks. No. I no. told them I needed back. I need backup. Um, Mel, we were letting up. Nick and Sin kind of give their reasons for wanting me trained. I've heard it from those two men, but I don't know that you've ever told your reasons for you guys actually taking a chance on me and, and being me, uh, not be one of the first trainees of Wicked because there were three that came before me. There was Natasha Crane, Chris Stark, and uh, Judas. But uh, I, I know you were even apprehensive of it, kind of like Nick was with my leg problem on taking a chance on training not only somebody so young, but uh, um, as, as history has found out, I have a big mouth. Um, I'll be honest. I really didn't want you trained with us. Um, I'm not going to lie about it. As Nick said, one of the biggest things what? was the liability—the um, liability with your disability—was um, a huge um, issue and one that I had brought up to uh, Sin for a long time because um, the wrestling business is very harsh on a body, and um, I did not want to see something happen that. Um, could potentially uh, further damage you. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.